Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Last week, Paul instructed wives, and as promised, this week it is the husband's turn to be taught. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Please listen carefully, you husbands, as Pastor Harris instructs us in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Spirit-Led Husbands. So husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church. You see that over and over again? Just as Christ, just as Christ, unto Christ, for Him. Nourish means to supply with food, to nurture, to, 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 to bring up. We're going to see that again when we get to children in chapter 6. And the same way, a husband is responsible to be the leader in spiritually and emotionally nourishing his wife toward greater and greater glory. Now, she's not a child. You're not her superior. You are not his manager. But you are his, her example. And you are inextricably joined to her by a covenant before God. Cherish means to provide heat, to give warmth. Uh, its metaphorical use in regard to relationships means to tenderly make someone feel warmed and accepted and wanted. Now I'll come back to that, but before we do, let's look at the simple, profound conclusion to this passage. It, 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 passage. it summarizes everything we've studied on wives and husbands. Look at it starting in verse 30. Because we are members of His body. Why does Christ care for us so rigorously? Because we're family. We belong to each other. We are the body of which He is the head. As Christ is to the church, husbands ought to be to their wives. Then verse 31, well, it's a quote straight out of Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. That's God's design from the very beginning. It's the divine foundation from which all of these things are derived principles. We depart from former relationships, and we glue ourselves together to a new one when we marry. That doesn't mean you... You know, disown your parents when you get married, but the relationship changes. It moves into a lower priority than husband and wife relationship. And then chapter 5, verse 32, this mystery is great. And most of the guys are saying, oh, he finally understands what I'm dealing with. No, 
A mystery is something not formerly revealed and now made known. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. That relationship is equally important in both directions. Christ and the church, husband and wife, one illustrates the other. They both illustrate each other. Same analogy that is restated as clearly as it possibly could be. And then verse 33, nevertheless, let each, I'm sorry, each individual among you also is to love his own wife even as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. You see the individuality there? Each individual, his own wife, remember last week, your own idiomatic husband, the unique one that God has put together. He's chosen you and you to come together to be this new entity that He is going to be developing for His glory. That summarizes everything from verse 22, starting with wives, down through verse 32. Now let's wrap it up by going back to the idea of nourishing and cherishing. Um, There's a companion verse to this section that's uh, stated in a, a similar context by Paul's cohort, Peter. First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. It reads, you husbands likewise. It's interesting to go through First Peter and see the likewises. He said some amazing things to wives about living with husbands, even if they're disobedient to the word. And then he says, you husbands likewise. In other words, everything I said to the wife applies to you and this also. And then he does more likewises later about other relationships, and we'll probably go there as we move along through Ephesians. You husbands likewise live with your wives in an understanding way. That means literally according to knowledge. You need to know this unique one that God has made you one with. Live with your wives in an understanding way. As with a weaker vessel since she is a woman, and grant her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. You are more responsible. You are the one who is going to give account to God for the, the standard of love in your household, for the, for the standard of sacrifice, for the, for the commitment, for how you look out for each other, how you care for the one that God has given to you as a as a suitable helper, and she, and she is a weaker vessel in some respects. We're not talking about emotionally here. We're talking about just the way God made men and women. You have a greater responsibility. And grant her honor as a fellow heir of the grace. You are co-heirs with her in Christ. And by the way, just tosses in there so that your prayers won't be hindered. That's kind of a way of saying, don't even think you're spiritual if you're ignoring the case, the, 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 the spiritual health of your wife. Now, to obey that is to demonstrate that you submit to the Lord by accepting leadership in loving your wife and your family and showing her how to love. There are some thoughts there for the proper care and feeding of a weaker vessel. The key to it, your own 
submission to the Lord. Remember that once you marry, you are not complete by yourself. You and your wife are two parts of a new whole. It is perfectly appropriate for anyone to refer to a spouse as my better half because that's the right attitude. Without that half, I'm not better. I'm so much better with her. I'm so much better with him. Never abuse or demean your wife. Only a deranged person harms his or her own body. That's a horrible thing. That might seem too obvious to comment on, but unfortunately it's not unknown among professing Christians. Uh, you know, you could, you could say all kinds of sweet nothings to her and about the one time you say, that's stupid. You just erased about 7,944 of the kind things that you said. Grant her honor. Honor. It was a fellow heir of the grace of life. Nourishing and cherishing. Don't criticize your wife unless you have three things going for you. Number one, a good reason. Not just, I don't like that. A good reason, like this isn't healthy or whatever. If you have a good reason, you have a constructive suggestion and you're willing to help. Then you can say, I think there's something I think we would do well to talk about. And you can nourish her and cherish her and build her up along the way. And never say anything derogatory about your wife in the presence of anyone else. That is also verbal abuse. It's just as destructive as physical abuse. Don't neglect her. Don't take her for granted. It's easy. and We're, we're, we're a very productive and prolific society and, and, and it's easy to get trapped on the treadmill of what you do to, to put bread on the table and, 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 and care for your family and that's important and you have to do that but don't let yourself get so far drawn into your own world that she doesn't have a part in it and, and you're not connecting don't take her for granted nourish and cherish means you Think of what will strengthen her, will help her, will bring her pleasure and joy, what will warm her soul, and appreciate her. Tell, you that, uh, tell her that you appreciate her and let her catch you in the act of praising her to other people. As we read through Proverbs in our daily or in our weekly scripture reading, we're soon coming to Proverbs 31, that horribly intimidating passage for women about how to be perfect. But notice it says there that her praise is in the gates. What does that mean? Well, in the gates of the city is where the men do the business and the the government of the city. And it says when it's that excellent wife, her husband is praising her in the gates. Be that guy. Listen to her. Talk to her. It's easy to become emotionally isolated even from a person you live with. But guys, you need her perspective on things in your life. You need her insight 
and her prayers and her encouragement and 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 she needs yours. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.